encourage everyone to take a look at the table after the service. There's a lot of great things back there that will be a help to you in your Christian uh, relationship with the Lord and your walk with God. And so take a look at the table after the service. I just have a few of those items up here with me. Uh, some of the items I have here are CDs. And uh, there's a lot of great music back there. Everywhere we go, I like to encourage the grandparents and the parents to really try to surround your family with good, godly music. I was very blessed to be raised in a Christian home. My mom always had good music in our cars, in our home, and I'm so glad that she did that. And I know you'll be grateful if you did that as well. There's a lot of great variety back there. I have some of the uh, CDs up here with me. One of the CDs I have here is a brand new CD we just released right before the summer, and it's Because He Lives. And this CD is a great CD. One of the songs on here is uh, number 11, which is uh, the name of it's the name of the CD, Because He Lives. And it's an awesome song. It's, uh, it was filmed as a music video on Malibu Beach and has uh, over a, a million views on it right now on YouTube. And so it's a great song. It'll be a blessing to you. Then also on the CD is Just Ask. The guys are on the CD. They just sang this song a little earlier. So if you enjoyed that, uh, that's on the CD as well. Also, I have here... Uh, 25 years of Christ honoring music. This is a special CD to our college because it has all of the favorite songs that we've sung for uh, the past 20 uh, years uh, on uh, as a college on the CD, and a lot of great songs on here. Uh, the value of one. Um, it is finished. Uh, un, uh, unchangeable Almighty God is on the CD as well. Uh, some choir music. So this will be a blessing to you as well. And then the last one I have here is Forever the Same, and this is a CD that has the tour groups on it. And uh, this will be a blessing to you, tour group music uh, that are sent out from our college, uh, different songs. So uh, really good songs here. He Rescued Me, uh, Our Savior's Love, and All We Need. This is a great CD, very first class music, very well done. It will be an encouragement to you. Uh, each CD is $13.00. But if you purchase four of them, they become $10. So the special is four for 40. They make great gifts and it'll be a blessing to you and your family. And I just have uh, two books up here with me. The first one here is um, Edgar Fagali, Forward in the Face of Fear. And this was a book that was um, written, by, is written by a missionary to the Middle East. An incredible testimony, an amazing book here. Uh, this man was... Um, reached with the gospel in uh, Lebanon. And he really opened his eyes to the gospel when he was in his backyard one day and a bomb went off in his backyard in the Lebanese war. And uh, just an amazing book. If you like a book with adventure and a lot of amazing stories, this would be a good read for you. And it will strengthen your, your faith and make you uh, very thankful for what we have here in America. And also I have here, uh, Take It Personally. And this is a book that is required, uh, a required reading uh, book by all of our uh, students at West Coast Baptist College. Uh, this book will help you in your soul winning, uh, maybe talking to people about Christ. And there's a lot of practical tips here from our pastor, Paul Chapel. And so maybe if you're looking for some help in your soul winning, this will be a blessing to you and a good resource uh, for you. Very affordable, only $10. So take a look at that. And I lied, I have one book left here. Uh, last but not least, the uh, life story of Dr. Don Sisk. Brother Sisk was a legend, is a legendary missionary from uh, Japan. Uh, served for many years in Japan, and honestly, uh, he's one of the um, most influential men at West Coast Baptist College. He's a, a professor there now, and Pastor Chapel says that Brother Sisk is probably the greatest Christian he's ever known. 
And so this is a great book. It's a story, his life story, a lot of amazing testimonies from the mission field. So take a look at this as well after the service. I'm just going to say a really quick word about West Coast Baptist College, and then we'll just jump right into the message. Uh, but I love West Coast Baptist College, and West Coast Baptist College is a special place. And uh, I spoke a little bit about this in the, with the youth before the service. I won't spend much time here. But I like to encourage if, uh, those who are in high school to pray about giving at least one year of their life to Lord and Bible College. And I don't think Bible College is for everyone, but uh, it's a great place for you uh, to get grounded in what you believe and to surround yourselves with good godly influences. But I do believe that every young person should at least pray about giving Bible College uh, one year. And I believe God would bless them for uh, uh, whatever field they were go, going into after Bible college, uh, whether it was law enforcement or military. Uh, I believe God would bless them for the rest of their life. So uh, stop back by the table after the service, get an information card, and uh, uh, get that filled out. We can get you some more information about the college. Pastor Lejeune, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. We got to spend some time with him and uh, yesterday in the Levines. And I would like to say this uh, very quickly. Um, I want you to uh, really think about what you have here at White Oak Baptist Church. And you have an awesome pastor here who is just doing a great job. And I said this to the youth before the service in Sunday school. But our college gets calls a lot of times on a daily basis, at least one or two a week, of churches across this country who are searching for a pastor uh, looking for a pastor, maybe two or three years without a pastor. And you have a great pastor here who loves you and is doing a great work. So, uh, uh, you know, let him know how much you're thankful uh, for him. And you have a lot to be grateful here. What a great church and encouraging and a great spirit here. Thank you so much for having us, Pastor, and taking such good care of us. Well, if you would get your Bibles out with me this morning and turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We'll begin reading in verse number 13. John chapter 15 and verse 13. Shall we stand this morning out of the honor of the reading of God's word? John chapter 15 and verse number 13. The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Shall we pray this morning? Father, we are grateful for another Lord's Day. Father, Sunday is my favorite day of the week. I love Sundays. And Lord, there's not a greater time of the week that can compare. We can come as fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, and center around your word. Father, we've been ministered to through music, but we're not satisfied. Lord, we need to hear from your word. Lord, we don't need another sermon, but we need a message from you. So, Father, I pray this morning that you would allow me to be a blessing and a help to your people. I pray that you would channel my thoughts through you. It's in your precious son's name we pray. 
Amen. You may be seated. Here in John chapter 15, I believe that we find one of the most encouraging passages in all of the Bible. And I believe we find that here in John 15 because we see here that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords desires to be our friend. Our friend. We see here in verse number 13, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. The Lord desires to be our friend this morning. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. It doesn't matter how long we've been coming to church, what our last name is. The fact is that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords desires to be our friend. And our close, personal friend. I really believe that one of the greatest gifts that God gives us on this earth is friendship. Friendship. There's just something special about that person that you can call a close, personal, best friend. Right? Maybe that person that uh, you could call, it doesn't matter what time of night it is, what time of day. Maybe you're uh, stranded on the side of the road and you need someone to come help you. Uh, maybe uh, you're thinking of that person who maybe helped you at a time in your life uh, when uh, you needed someone. Maybe someone who uh, lent you some money when you needed to borrow some money. You had no one else to go to uh, because uh, you weren't comfortable enough, but you were comfortable to go to that good friend of yours. Maybe someone who put a roof over your head when you didn't have anywhere else to go. Something that someone did for you that you can never repay. The rest of your life. Something a friend did for you. That close friend. Can I remind us this morning. We can't find greater friendship than we can find with the Lord. The Lord desires this morning to meet our needs. He desires to be that person that we go to when we have a need in our life. He desires, that, he desires to be that, uh, that uh, person in our life that we can go to no matter where we are in life. I remember my family was going through a very difficult time my senior year of high school. My mother was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer called anaplastic carcinoma. You're diagnosed with this cancer. You're given six to eight months to live. We immediately rushed her to MD Anderson, number one cancer hospital in the world, in Houston, Texas. She was, not too long after that, she was eaten up with the radiation and the chemo treatments. Beautiful 45-year-old lady, just given a few, few months to live. And I'll never forget one night, Pastor, she had come down with pneumonia, cancer just eating up her body. We had to rush her to the hospital, and she was there in ICU the next day. I'll never forget it, Pastor, because we surrounded her, her bed with friends and family. And one thing that she wanted to do was she wanted to sing. She wanted to sing, and she wanted to sing us. One, uh, one of the songs she wanted to sing was this. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because 
we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Can I tell you, it was true back in 2010, and it's still true here in 2018. What a friend we have in Jesus. I believe so many times as Christians, we have a misconception of uh, sometimes of what God is. Sometimes I believe we picture God in heaven as just this old man who is just a rule keeper and he's just waiting to beat us up when we mess up or we make a mistake. God is in heaven who desires to be our friend, our close and intimate friend. I want to ask us this morning this question. What kind of relationship do we have with the Lord? What kind of Friendship do we have with the Lord? I believe we could categorize pastor friendship in a couple ways. Maybe uh, someone, uh, we could categorize a friend as someone, maybe as a hello friend. Right? We say hi to them on an occasional basis. Maybe at church or at school or at work. We say hi to. And that's about the extent of that relationship. How's the family doing? How's the kids doing? That's about it. But then there's those friends That we would call close and intimate friends, best friends, that we can go to at any time of the night or day. I ask us this morning, where does God fit? Is he that hello friend we say hi to occasionally at church? Or is he that friend we can't wait to spend time with on a daily basis? We wake up and just get in the Word and spend time with Him. We just crave. His presence. Where does God fit this morning? This, re- this message this morning is by no means to beat anybody up. It's a, a rather a, mo- a motivating message. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what our past looks like. The Lord desires to be our friend. We can have as close of a relationship to God as we please. What kind of friendship do we have with the Lord this morning? I want to look at three quick Things, things we find when we find friendship with the Lord. Three areas of friendship we find with the Lord. First of all, number one, I want to notice the elevating consequence of friendship with the Lord. The elevating consequence of friendship with the Lord. Look at it with me in verse 15. He says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. You see, when you're friends with someone, there's an influence there. There's a consequence. There's either a positive influence or a negative influence. And can I remind us this morning, when we're friends with the Lord, it's an elevating consequence. It lifts us up. It ennobles us. It brings us to a level that we can never reach without any other, without any other relationship. Look around us this morning. Church, we're nothing special. We're just sinners saved by grace. And the fact that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords uh, desires to be our friend, that doesn't bring Him down to our level. No, that brings us up to His level. It's an ennobling consequence. It lifts us up. And He says, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. I remember I was new to the staff at Lancaster Baptist, and I got a call one day from uh, one of uh, Gabe Rule, Brother Gabe Rule's secretary. Brother Rule is a, uh, pa- one of the pastors at Lancaster Baptist, the executive pastor, a very highly regarded man in our ministry. 
avid soul winner. Seems like he's always having uh, people in church. And one day, uh, his secretary called me and said, asked me, if, would you be willing to pick Brother Rule up from the airport? And I remember just being excited about that and uh, thinking of the opportunity that would be to spend some time with, with Brother Rule. You know, uh, uh, me being a, a young man in ministry, maybe uh, pick his brain a little bit. And I was excited. Uh, I remember accepting it very quickly. And uh, I remember making sure my car was cleaned out and I was early to, to pick him up. But it was a privilege just to do something for Brother Rule. It was a privilege. But now today... I can honestly tell you that I'm a friend of Gabe Rules. I could count him a personal friend. The other day he called me and said, Justin, why don't we go soul when he knock on some doors, maybe uh, get some lunch afterwards. I could call him a friend of mine. And can I tell you, yes, it was a privilege to do something for Gabe Rule. But it's a little bit more meaningful in that re- of this relationship now that I could call him my friend. I can go to him when I need something. I can uh, call him up if I have a question. And, and I can, I, he has an open door. I can, I can uh, go to him whenever I need anything. I remind us this morning, what a privilege it would be if we were just known as servants to God. If we were known as servants of the Lord. Wow, what a privilege that would be. But he says here, I call you not servants, but I call you friends. He desires to be our close friend. How close are we to the Lord this morning? There's an elevating consequence. It lifts us up. It's an ennobling relationship. You ever heard the saying, you are known by your friends? It's an elevating consequence. Secondly, I want to notice this morning, yes, there's an elevating consequence. I want to notice the enduring cost. Of friendship with Jesus. The enduring cost. Look at it with me in verse 14. It says, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. If ye do whatsoever I command you. You see, when you're friends with someone, you want to do something for that person. Right? Doing something for a friend isn't so hard. Why? Because he's your friend. Can I remind us this morning that friendship with Jesus is not earned by our obedience to Him. But rather, we prove our friendship to Jesus by our obedience to Him. We don't earn friendship with the Lord by obeying Him. No. We prove our friendship with the Lord by obeying Him. I like to illustrate it like this. If I was walking uh, down the street uh, this evening in Stratford, here in Stratford, and a stranger came up to me and said, uh, Excuse me, sir. I was wondering if you could uh, loan me a hundred dollars. I don't know about you, but I would have a hard time giving a stranger a hundred dollars, right? Someone I don't know, someone I've never met, I would have a hard time giving them a hundred dollars. But let's say a, a close friend came up to me. Let's say one of these uh, tour members came up to me and said, "Justin, uh, um, I'm having a hard time in, in, in my school uh, bill, or I have a spare. T- uh, I need a, uh, a spare tire, a tire for my car, some car work, and." Can I borrow $100? Well, I would probably say, sure. Yeah, because, why? Because they're a, a friend of mine. I, could, I trust them. I know them. See, doing things for a friend isn't so hard. Doing things for the Lord isn't so hard when we count Him our friend. 
helping the pastor out, uh, neighborhood Bible time, uh, helping the church out. It's not so hard when we're doing it for a friend. Helping out in the ushering or working in the Sunday school class or uh, uh, being an usher or uh, a deacon isn't so hard eh, when we're doing it for a friend. Am I right? What kind of relationship do we have with the Lord this morning? Yes, there's an enduring cost to be a friend of Jesus. But wow, what a well worth investment. An investment. What a privilege it would be to be a friend of Jesus, or a, a, a servant to Jesus. But wow, imagine being known as a friend of the Lord. A friend of the Lord. Does Jesus have favorites this morning? May I ask us? Well, no, the Bible says that He's no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons. But the Bible does say that He has intimates, Right? Or he would have intimates. We know in the Old Testament that Abraham was known as a friend of God. He was known. When Abraham's peers looked at him, they looked at Abraham and said, Wow, Abraham's a friend of God. Just as that was true in the Old Testament, it's true today. The Lord desires to be our close, intimate friend. Yes, there's an enduring cost. But wow, what a well worth investment the elevating consequence, the enduring cost. And then lastly, I want to notice the enriching compensation of friendship with Jesus. The enriching compensation of friendship with Jesus. Look at it with me in verse 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, and here it is, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Have you ever heard the saying, it's not what you know, but it's who you know? And when you're friends with the Lord, he brings you into the inner circle. The inner circle. There's two areas of this compensation I would like to notice. First of all, he makes us spiritually perceptive. He makes us spiritually perceptive. When you're friends with the Lord and close to the Lord, he brings you to the inner circle. He gives us that uh, wisdom that's there for our access, that amount of wisdom that we can have when we're friends with the Lord. Matthew chapter 13. We find an account here where the disciples come to the Lord, they say, Lord, why do you always speak in parables? Why are you always speaking in, in parables? Of course, parables were those stories that the Lord would tell to illustrate his thought. Maybe not necessarily true stories, but stories he would tell to get his thought across. And he says, his response was this. He says, I speak in parables because the lost don't understand the truth. They don't understand my words. You understand what I'm saying because you're close followers of mine. And you understand what I'm saying, but the lost don't. And you see, when we're friends with the Lord, when we're uh, close to the Lord, He makes us spiritually perceptive. He opens our eyes and uh, He makes the Holy Spirit uh, evident in our life. And, and, and we find that wisdom that we can never find without that close relationship with the Lord. Have you ever known those people? It seems like they know so much about the Bible. 
Well, can I say it might have something to do with their time in the Word? The amount of time they spend with the Lord. Yesterday we were speaking with Pastor Lejeune. And if you talked to Pastor Lejeune for any amount of time, you'd be quick to realize there's a lot of wisdom that comes from his, his life. Can I say that might have something to do with his relationship with the Lord? And how much time he's in the Bible. He makes us spiritually perceptive. Perceptive. Turn over quickly with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Verse 23. Luke chapter 10, verse 23. This is Jesus speaking. He says, And he turned him unto his disciples and said, Privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that she see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Hey, when you're a follower of Christ, the Bible says you know things that the kings and the prophets wish they knew. He makes us spiritually perceptive. That wisdom. We have an important decision. We ask God for help. He's there. He's close. He makes us spiritually perceptive. Then secondly, I want to notice, He makes us spiritually productive. Spiritually productive. Back in John 15, verse 16. He says this, we just read it. That she should go and bring forth fruit. Not just fruit, but fruit. That remaineth. See, when you're close to the Lord, and your relationship with the Lord is growing, He will bless you. He desires for us to experience fruit. You say, Brother Justin, what's it talking about? Fruit, blessings, fruit, spiritual fruit. He desires for us to see those friends that we know aren't saved come to know Christ. Teenager, He, he desires for you to, to be a witness and see uh, your, your teammates uh, come to know Christ. He desires for you to be spiritually productive. He desires for our, our classrooms to be full. He desires for us to have a, a blessed Christian life becometh his, li- his desires to give us life and life what? More abundantly. The abundant Christian life. What is it this morning? Is it not experiencing fruit? Maybe unanswered prayer. The Lord desires for us to be spiritually productive. Just going back to that illustration with the uh, the friend, uh, the tour, uh, one of the tour uh, guys here, and, and doing something for a friend that we probably wouldn't necessarily do for someone we don't know. I can see God in heaven looking down at us. We're distant from Him. Don't ever spend time with Him. But yet when we need something, we come to Him. I can see Him looking down and saying, Justin, do you only come to me when you need something? When you only have a need in your life, is that the only time that you come to me? Where are you Monday through Friday? Where are you Monday through Friday? What kind of relationship do we have with the Lord this morning? It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter uh, what our income is. It doesn't matter what our last name is. It doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. A, we can have a close friendship with the Lord. That close relationship with the Lord. We're as close to the Lord this morning as we please and desire 
One of my favorite passages in all the Bible is Psalms 34. David speaking here. He says this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. And here it is, church, in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. What are you going through this morning? What is it in your life that you're facing and you need a friend? Lord Jesus Christ is there for us. He's there. He desires to have a close relationship with you. I'll end with this. You might have heard this story before. There was a well-known actor in the 70s and 80s named Telly Savalas. He was from Greece. Played in a popular sitcom back in the 80s or uh, 70s, uh, uh, Kojak. Telly Savalas one day was on an airplane heading back to Greece. He was flying there back to Greece and he was sitting there in first class and there by himself. And all of a sudden, he gets a tap on his shoulder from a younger man, very sharply dressed man in a, in a very expensive suit. And this man taps on Telly Savalas' shoulder and says, Mr. Savalas, I'm a huge fan of yours. I was wondering if I could sit here next to you and talk to you for a little bit. I really admire you. Telly Savalas was just being, he was just uh, uh, known for being the first actor from Greece to make it in America, being a success story. He says, Mr. Savalas, I'm a huge fan of yours. Can I just talk to you, spend some time with you? And Telly Savalas looks at this young man and says, buzz off. He says, I don't want to be bothered. Don't talk to me. The young man goes back to his seat. A few minutes later, this young man comes back to Mr. Savalas and says, Mr. Savalas, Mr. Savalas, I'm a huge fan of yours. Can I just talk to you for just a little bit? I would like to ask you a couple questions. Telly Savalas looks back at him and says, again, get away from me. I'm not going to tell you again. Get away from me. Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. The airplane is going in for landing. It's about to land and the, the flight lands and Telly Savalas is looking out the window and he sees a red carpet. He sees a lot of press and media out there with cameras. And he's thinking, oh man, they're out there ready to welcome me. The first actor to make it in, in America from Greece. They're going to give me a, a, a grand welcome here. There's a band out there. As he's about to, to get off the plane, he's about to get up. The stewardess says, Mr. Savalas, please have a seat. Please have a seat. He says, what are you talking about? They're out there for me. They're, they're, they're welcoming me uh, from America. They're out there to welcome me. He says, no. They're there to welcome the new prince of Greece. Right there. The same young man that was trying to spend a couple minutes with Telly Savalas. Can I tell us this morning, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords 
He's desiring to have a close relationship with us. He's desiring to spend time with us. And I wonder if, how many of us are saying, I'm too busy. Uh, I have to go to work. And, and he, he wants to spend time with us in the morning and before we go to bed. And we're saying we're too busy. And the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is desiring a relationship with us. I wonder how many of us are saying no. Saying no. There's an elevating consequence. Friendship with the Lord. It lifts us up. Yes, there's an enduring cost, but what a well-worth investment. There's an enriching compensation. Friendship with the Lord. Makes us spiritually perceptive, spiritually productive. Maybe this morning you're here and you're saying, Brother Justin, I've wondered for my relationship with the Lord. There was a time in my life I've been closer to Him. Maybe I'm not as good of a friend as I should be to the Lord. Maybe I haven't been as faithful as I should be in my devotions Maybe my tithe, I've been robbing God. We can, get that, we can get that worked out this morning. Come down the altar and get that right with God. Maybe you're here this morning saying, I'm not just not a friend of the Lord. I don't know Him. I haven't met Him yet. It's not a better opportunity than this morning to come and accept Jesus Christ in your life. It's not a greater friend than the Lord. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Shall we pray this morning? Father, Every time I open this passage, I'm humbled. Lord, that's you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, with desire to be my friend. Not just any friend, but a close friend. Lord, you know all about me. You know my past. You know my shortcomings. But yet, Lord, you still desire to be my friend. Not in a close friend, a best friend. But a humbling thought, Lord. Lord, I pray, if there's anyone here this morning who doesn't know you, that they would come. And they would accept you, Lord, and accept your free gift of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Father, we'll be grateful for it. It's in your precious Son's name we pray. Amen. Shall we stand this morning? The piano is going to play a song of invitation. Maybe you're here this morning saying... I'm not as close to the Lord as I should be. I haven't been such a good friend to Him. I want to draw closer to Him. I want to get back to the friendship that I used to have. I want to get to know Him more. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Brother Justin, I'm not even saved. I don't know Him. Come. Please come. There's people here at an old-fashioned altar that want to introduce you to Jesus. Don't go out of this church this morning without meeting Him. As the pianist plays, you come, do business with the Lord. As the Spirit leads, you follow.